my that was my explosive. <laughs> he's John Ryan. And he's Jonathan Prince. And together we are. We are. Brutally Johnist. Brutally Johnist, man. I love the way you always kind of whisper that. You are? You're going to go like a football league. Oi, oi. <laughs> it's the Euro soon, isn't it? What day are we on today? Today is the 9th of June. And the Euros, I think they start on Sunday, man, like on the 12th. So I uh, got my England shirt out. I ain't going to kiss the badge on it, and I'm not that brother, but got my England shirt on. Come on, England, do you know what I mean? Yep, I like it will do well. I like it will do well. Yeah, I see a thing the other day saying, um, like a little meme saying, uh, 12 to 1, England are 12 to 1 to win the tournament. That means that if you bet 20 quid, you lose 20 quid. Trust me. Trust things, you all right? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm just dying from this heat. Like, where's my rain gone? That's true. It has it has hit for those uh, abroad. It has hit this week above like 20 degrees Celsius in the UK, and um, all all of the fairer skin people them are me. out with no clothes on. Actually, let me tell you about something that happened the let other day. I went into town the other day. I live yeah in a place called St Albans, so St. it's Albans. quite like it's quite it's quite a nice place. Like you live nice in Rockland, in the ghetto, don't forget, in the hood. I mean, like, just generally, there's not really what, from some of the places I've lived, there isn't really a ghetto, comparatively. Do you know what I'm saying? Was there a Poundland? There was a Poundland, and there is a another one like that, Super Savers, and when they came to St Albans, they made the front page of the advertiser wow. with complaints sure. that it was downgrading the high street. That's the kind of place that it is. So um, I walked into town the other day, and the only way I can describe it is I was walking into town and I see one dude, um, happened to be like a white brother and a mixed race brother. The white brother had his top off and I could see there was something around his top. And then uh, the, the mixed race brother, whatever he had was pretty much the same. And I realised they were both walking around. It was a hot day with um, massive boa constrictors. Nice. Just on road. Nice. Do like, it goes wrong? I, I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Unless, and people can maybe tell me this, maybe because it was warm and snakes are cold-blooded animals, that they were taking the snakes out for a walk to warm them up because they love the warmth. But it did feel a little bit like... I think the word you're looking for is stupid. It looked a bit daft, mate. Like, it was fully there to, to scare people. Now, I'm, I said to my friend, I'm not scared of snakes. And then he said, yeah, you say that, but what about when there's like a million snakes in the room? I feel like if there's a million anything in the room, you're prob- it's probably going to get pretty scary. There's a balance, isn't there? Just It's just crazy, mate. Like, just crazy. A million, well, I don't want to be in a room with a million bunny rabbits. Just putting it out there. But yeah. Like, them things are dangerous, mate. They're not like toys. Like, I haven't been out in a while because obviously we've been on lockdown and stuff. And then when I go out, the cr- that, I thought that was some crazy thing to see. Like, even before lockdown, that would be a crazy thing to be bucking up upon a man in on road. Two man. With boa constrictors. Chuck him. Yeah. Get yourself a gerbil. They're much more manageable. You put them in a little bowl and a little disc thing. Little sphere. Roll around the kitchen. Hours of fun. Exactly. I mean, have you ever seen such a thing in your life? I think I told you on an earlier episode about a mate of mine who used to have a, a snake. And um, he used to feed it. The, remember the frozen mice? Then one time oh, yeah, he fed yeah, a live yeah. one and it bit the snake and killed it. The reaction of some people, like there was one brother, um, like a black guy, and uh, he was quite a quite a beefy fella. Like looked like he could um, have a row. Do you know what I mean? 
and then he's walking along being relatively loud and then he sees the snakes <laughs> like boy the fear you can see the fear it's like drained him come what's your tune play your tune oh, my tune right okay so my tune music. for this um this week is by an artist named uh, rocky atreore it's called Kamunke, and um it's, it's a banger i'm just gonna play a little piece Could you imagine the amount of ache that the England fans would come if England come out of the tunnel and this tune was playing? Well, so long as she's not a Marxist, I think they'd be alright about it because they're not racist. They just don't like Marxists. I see this. I see this. I mean, I suppose let's explain for people who don't really get the, the nuance of what you're saying there. Go on, explain. So, yeah, England fans booing their own team, reverse psychology. I like what you're doing here, lads. They're booing their own team because they're, the England team are taking the knee um, to raise awareness of racism and to promote diversity. But they've decided that the England players are taking the knee to support Black Lives Matter. They want to defund the police in a Marxist organisation. So, great. Only in England will you boo the hell out of players then expect them to go run around and score for you. Shocking, stupid. There's so many things about it, though, because obviously the significance of uh, the the taking the knee thing is um, is 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 to raise awareness for um, the Black Lives Matter movement and uh, how black people are basically treated differently and stuff. But what, what I feel about it is, if those people that you're trying to get to aren't getting it from that statement that you're making, then let's look at what statement we're making to reach those people. Because let me put that a different way. Good, and, good. Do it again. Start right, again. Let, me, let me put that a different way. I'm not feeling the booing and people booing the people who are, t- are doing the um, taking a knee before the game. I think it's good that people are actually even talking about it in the respect of that people are actually talking about it. Do you know? Like, to reach those people, who? why are you booing? Why do you feel that you have to boo? And for that person to explain themselves and then to explain why you're do, why we're doing, why people are taking the knee. But also, if that message isn't being delivered to them by doing that action, then can we look at the action? No, I don't think so. I think if they're too stupid to receive that message, keep doing it and eventually it'll get through to them. Because yeah. they're just stupid. So I'm not a racialist. I just don't like support Marxism. Even on Marxism is your fault. You don't want to defund the police. I don't know what I don't know how to deliver that message to those people, right? Because to a point, some people don't want to listen, right? They don't want to listen. They're actively choosing as not to. Um, but like, also, I don't know, man. When like, there's a lot of weird stuff on Facebook at the moment where someone will try and say something, like claiming that they're clever, right? So I'm so clever because I can predict this and your stupid sheep people didn't see it. Do you understand what I'm saying? That yeah. message, whoever's delivering that message, whatever the message is, is going to fall upon deaf ears. Majority of deaf ears. Now, with the Black Lives Matter situation, I'm glad it hasn't fallen. It's, it's pleased me to see the majority of the country being for it and understanding why it's happening. Because ultimately, but to me, ultimately, whether they're doing that or not, at the end of the game, the black players are still subject to the kind of crap on Facebook and whatever 
do you know I mean like the social media messages that people are getting? I think Marcus Rashford, he was in the uh, UEFA, U, the Europa League final, and when they lost, he got a whole heap of racism and like dodgy messages. Kind of come out and said one of the people. It bothers me so much because they're actually a teacher, so they're teaching kids, and like we've got to get to those people, man. I feel like we've got to get to those people. I'm not denying. I'm not saying it's cool that people are booing, but you have to see if people are booing, we ain't getting to those people. No, you are getting to them. That's why they're booing. You're getting to them. And they are brazen enough because they've got enough support and enough numbers around them to think that they can do that. Like they were brazen enough last year to come down to London and try and um, defend the statues and they got battered because they've got to realise that most people in this country don't agree with them, don't support them. And for most white people, I don't want them people to represent me. So you just keep taking that knee, mate. You just, you know... Yeah, they don't like it because they're not going to change. I just, and then I, now I, the Scotland team are saying they're going to stand up. And what? what what's that doing? Like, oh, let them guys are stand. I wonder what they're standing up for. Whereas when they're kneeling down, you go, why are they kneeling down? This why they're kneeling down. But the thing is, let's go back to the origin because now, as I, what I, just, I was very careful in what I said there about how the message about it now is to raise awareness because when this originally happened, let's not forget where this comes from. The etymology of this this symbolism around this bending, like kneeling thing, yeah? yeah? It was a player, an American football player named Colin Kaepernick, yeah? Yep. Who didn't like the fact that in America there was continual, continual dodgy situations amongst police and black people and nothing was being done, nothing at all. So when it became, right, well, I stand for my flag and put my hand on my heart and stand for my flag, Colin Kaepernick said, well, hold on. I have black. I'm, I'm. I have black in me, and I can't see my people being treated like this, and stand up and say I'm happy to be part of this nation. So to show against that, and the way that my nation is behaving towards my people, I'm going to take a knee during this symbol where you stand up for something. Do you right. understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. it was about. So to me, I struggle with it a little because. Ultimately, that guy, I feel for him, man. He didn't get... Any, uh, until Nike came through, maybe. But he got like never got played again. He was one of the best quarterbacks. But he couldn't really get a job. Do you know what I mean? Um, and it, it, it raised this whole awareness thing. And obviously, people now use this as a symbol and have taken it for that. But for me, has there been a change since he's done what he's done? Well, I would say in his respect, yes, yeah, sports have cottoned onto it a bit more. But Nike, maybe, sometimes to sell Nike. Yeah, but you know, look, you need to unpack the whole thing, I think, right? So, from my generation, we all thought we had like a Red Wedge, and back in the 80s and 90s, we had like, you know, Rock Against Racism, and then we had um, Equal Opportunities. Nothing changed. Nothing changed. And these kids now, they're not taking it. We call them woke as an insult, but what they're doing is they're going, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not having it, mate. We're going to riot. We're going to protest. We're going to organise. And then... It's making a difference. And it's annoying these England fans because it's not their England. All right, we don't mind a few black players in the team, but we don't really want them teaching our kids and running our country as president, as prime minister, as politicians, reading all the news. I've even heard people complaining about, now they've got too far the other way, got too many black people on match of the day. What, what, what is this nonsense? And when they're booing, let them boo. Them. And then let's drown out their booze. Let them realise they're a minority. I did like that. That like the England fans when they when some fans, a minority of fans, booed, the rest cheered louder to drown them out. Yeah, let's do that. 
Well, let, all right, okay. So let's stop taking the knee. What do, what do you want them to do? Why don't they? What are they going to do? Start doing a black and white minstrel show, singing "Mammy." Is that more palatable? Is that the sort of black people they want? What is it? The, I'll tell you what I should do, right? Before every game, instead of taking a knee, put a bit of soca music on me. Have a little dance. <laughs> hey, we're going to win the game. We're going to feel something because we're at England. Do you know what I mean? No, straight up, man. Man should just come out to this tune, innit? They should just come out and like... Or skanking. But The only problem, right, with songs in other languages is you don't actually know what that woman's singing about. She could be singing about anything. I've lost my knickers and my husband's up the tree. You don't know. But does it matter if it's yeah, a tune? It does, really. You're all going, what a great, powerful, passionate song this is. And she's actually going, my knickers have gone, my husband's up the tree. Do you not tree. remember the deepest cut? Step I'm up, still the traumatized by it, mate. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm still traumatised by it. <laughs> I'm still having therapy to go over it. I was trying to think of something, like, because when, if people saw the show a little while ago, how I said I did that track, and um, the lyrics are disgusting, but when you sing them, it really sounds quite nice. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't really matter. As long as it's melodical and it makes good music, it can be, like, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter what they're saying. Yeah, I, I always remember... Um... There was a catchy nursery rhyme called Never Put Anything Smaller Than Your Elbow In Your Ear. Well, yeah, that's pretty cool. But if it was like, never stick anything smaller than your elbow up your bum, would that be, you know, it's quite I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. I'm going to reverse for a second. The point that I was trying to make was well, like, things like when uh, MC was on stage in the 80s, like a hip-hop MC, he could say something like uh, to a crowd of people, when I say make some, you say cakes, make some, and everyone go cakes, and they go make some, and everyone go cakes, okay. and then the MC might be having a laugh, and he'll go, when I say bitches are, you say dumb, bitches are, and then everyone in the crowd will go dumb, right? And then oh, like, right. right. So yeah. what I'm saying I'll, is like sometimes people sense. just go along with it, but you've opened a new can, mate, because you said about the elbow and the ear. As someone of like Caribbean cultural descent, yeah. Um, that's always made me laugh, mate. Every time a black man hears that saying, yeah, which inevitably, I'll be honest with you, only ever comes from a white person, yeah. What? We, we have a little giggle, bro. The elbow ear thing, yeah. We have a little giggle inside. Like a little, do you know, like a proper little <laughs> moment, yeah. <laughs> right. How many times have people told you never put anything smaller than the elbow in your ear? And I mean, every time you say it as well, yeah. Every time you've said that, you must have said it about three times. And every time, yeah, I'm going <laughs> inside. Did you secretly yeah. do it? No, man, because black man, look, I've, been, I've never been taught that. To me, that's why your ears are nasty. And you see all these programs with all this buildup of wax and whatever. Yeah, and when you talk to people ear. and they say, for example, oh, no, you push the earwax in if you use a cotton bud and whatever, yeah. Like the whole of, as far as I know, at least the whole of the Caribbean is ignoring that, mate. I can't talk for Africans, but I reckon that I reckon they're the same too. You can't be sticking things in your ear. It's wrong, you, mate. What do you mean you can't be sticking things in your I'm ear? I'm sticking nothing in your ear. How are you cleaning ear your ears? To listen. How are you cleaning clean, your ears? It cleans itself. It cleans itself. See? <laughs> so I'm listening to um, nonsense and thinking, yeah, actually, I do need to buy a product that cleans things out of my ear. <laughs> You've actually tickled me, bro. <laughs> what about you? What about your little, um, your one-eyed man? Do you put something down there to clean it as well? Does does that create wax? Your PPI. Does that create wax to stop? No. It's got nasty weed in. coming out of it and all kinds. It must be full of germs. We okay, sterile, mate. We sterile. You're good. You can do, you can drink that if you need. You seen Bear Grylls, mate? We sterile. Right, hang on. We've gone from you. I'm telling you, don't put things in your ear, and you're telling me to go and drink weed. <laughs> 
No, for the finger in the ear thing, we need to go back. Because what like, is wrong with you? Well, how are you? I said to you, how are you cleaning your ears? And you said, do I put a cotton bud down, down there? And your, your PPI? Yeah. The no, man no. rings up and goes, have you got problems with your PPI? Like, no, because I don't put nothing down there. <laughs> I'll leave you alone. Do you know what? Yeah. Oh, my days. People need to look at, to debate this in the comments first. You can see. I'm telling you, I'm sticking things in your ears or down your PPI. So how do you clean your ears? They clean themselves. Is that your answer? Yeah, I don't put anything inside. In, I in the comments. I clean the pinner. What do I clean out my ears for? What's the matter with you? All these years on the planet, I don't... My missus has always got something in their earbud or I can't even look. Does your missus ever complain about your hearing ability? No one has ever, ever said to me, man, you have some skanky ears, you know. No, but I'm not. No one. You're the first person to even suggest such a thing. I'm insulted. <laughs> Do you know the thing where people talk about the wax where you put the earwax in and it draws out all the hair? Anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> it seems like when you go swimming and you get blocked ears and people still like... Yeah. Just in the ear, no. I do that alone. if I get an itchy ear, man. Like the... How can you get itchy? Why is your ear itchy? What are you listening to? Do you know what? It's because of the music you listen to. That's why your ears are feeling You've like You've asked wax. me how, why is my ear itchy, right? So actually, I am on the other end of this. So while I'm laughing at you, like, I clean my ears too much, mate. I know I do because the doctor's told me that like you should have at least some wax in your ears because it stops like the dust from coming in. When the dust comes in and touches your ear, that's why it's itchy. But, right... So I've, I've had to stop cleaning my ears so much. But the fact that some people don't clean their ears, to me, there needs to be, I need to raise awareness. <laughs> but you've even got medical people telling you to leave your ears alone, you still ain't listening. Which medical people? You said doctors have told you to clean their ears oh, too Oh, yeah, much, yeah, right? for me, yeah, that's my situation. Right, for you. Okay, so let's put all this together then. So my thing is, right, England fans, they're a bit stupid. And you, there's no point to stop taking the knee because you, these people are so stupid you can't reach them. You're in an England shirt, and by virtue of wearing that shirt, you become stupid. Because you're going, <laughs> I can't touch my ears. Take the shirt off. Get, go, and put, go and put one of them message t-shirts that you pay 20 quid from, limited edition. Put some <laughs> put some sense back in your body, bro. Losing it. I like that, man. I like that. I'm going to leave that there. Anyway, I fell off my bike, man. I fell off my bike. Um, push bike. Fast one, but push bike nonetheless. Hey, what do you mean the bike is fast? Surely it's the person on it makes it fast. Oh, the bike is fast, mate. But um, I wasn't. I was basically stationary. Um, okay. And I was riding with somebody else. I don't know them, but I don't really know them that well. And uh, they stopped outside their house. I don't know them that well to know it was their house. Mm-hmm. So when they stopped, I'm in. My feet are attached to the to the pedals of this bike. Yeah. Okay. And the shoes. Well, you got complete the things. Yeah. Right. Especially tap dancing shoes. Yeah, he stopped. Um, I stopped. Did the whole balance thing for about maybe I'd say twelve seconds, but it's probably about four seconds, five seconds. And then uh, I asked him, "Oh, why have you stopped?" And he goes, "Oh, it's my house." And then I tried to get my foot out of the pedal. Oh dear. And uh, yeah, mate, I dropped. And um, where I dropped, I dropped to that side. Yeah. And uh, where I dropped, I dropped that way, and I dropped further than where the bottom of the bike was because there was like a slant where I, where we were. It was dread. Um, because my bike is like so light. Wanted to protect it, so I fell like in an awkward way, so as to hit myself and not the bike. Feet still attacked. <laughs> I got up and these um, there was there happened to be like four ladies walking towards us. Do you know what I mean? And the third, first two ladies were like both like oh hello, and I was like oh hiya, and like smiling at that. Thought to myself, still got it. And then I looked at my arm and it was all like bleeding and that. Did the whole bike just went poof? Bruv, I was still attached. But when the girl then said hello, I thought they were looking at me because they were like, oh, you're out for your bike ride. Like, good on you. Nah, they'd seen me drop, innit? They'd seen the drop. 
and they were laughing. They were trying oh, to hide the helmet on as well. Yeah, I had the helmet on, but I didn't hit my head. And a high glow, day glow, high vis lycra. Nah, nah, it's had a white t-shirt, man. And um, why you got the bits? An elbow rest- after wrestling bib shorts. I bet when you come out of the house with all the gear on that your mum bought you, all that protective equipment, you go around the corner, take it off, take off the helmet, the elbow pads, <laughs> knee pads, teeth guards, gum shields, air protectors. Mm-hmm. I didn't fell off a bike for years, mate. Do you know what I mean? It's been years since I fell off a bike. And like, I think falling stationary is even more dread because it's just like a. Do you mean? But yeah. I must have told you sometime before about my mate Steve. I think he was about 25 on it, I'm 24. He um, was sitting on a bike, one foot, you know, like one foot on the floor, one foot on the pedal. And then he had two feet on the pedal, holding onto a fence, foot slipped, smashed and um, killed himself. Rah. Just from falling from sea. And that's what, um, then the, the, his crew, what they, were, they were called something, it will come to me in a minute. Um, they made uh, a song. They made an album, dedicated the album to him, and the song got to number one. Oh, wow. Sharp and Dance. I'm raving, I'm raving. Remember that tune? I'm raving, I'm raving. Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, it's about dedicated to Steve. Sad man. And everyone's so going. What, he was sat on a bike. Sat on a bike, and uh, he, his foot slipped off the pedal, and he fell and smashed his head on the on the floor. Boy, it's dangerous. You don't get that anymore now, are you? What do you mean? What do you mean? I'll go out. I'll just be careful, man. I'll just be careful. I had the helmet on, but yeah, I just whacked my elbow, man. Oh, I don't know if you can see that. Shocking, mate. That's like. Elbow pull, that was. That's the hench forearm there, isn't it? Mate, I thought that was a leg. I thought that was like a thigh. <laughs> big guns. Is that, People are listening to this who can't see you. It's like <laughs> Terry Crews. It's like, whoa. <laughs> we don't know no lie. Vibes in feeling good. Everything. We don't know no lie. You wear an England football shirt, and yeah. we'll, did you go into a shop and buy that and someone buy it for you? I bought it. I, like, I told you before when I go on holiday, I like to have a fresh England shirt. This is the last one I bought. It's a few years old now. So the first one that they did with Nike. So it's always strange for me because I, I like I want England to do well, but I can never fully support the England team. Never. It's just bizarre, and it's strange for people to understand that. But um, I, I always because we just brought up to support Ireland, and then what happened would be I go watch England, and then all this. Start singing all this No Surrender to the IRA and songs about the Luftwaffe and the RAF. Then they start booing the black players. And then, mm, that's why this tune they're bringing out now, um, what are they called, Crepton Conan? The, have okay. you heard it? I know Crepton Conan, but I didn't know they were bringing out a tune. Yeah, man. Yeah, there was a really good documentary on BBC Three, if you get a chance to have a look at it. It was just them talking about that experience of not being an insider, but being English. Ah. And in Wales with a football, it's great. Okay, the jingoism and the nationalism starts, and then you realise why. Because at the moment it's really hostile. They're, they're talking about like someone took down a picture of the Queen at Oxford University, talking about renaming colleges, and everyone go, oh, woof, 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 woof. but nobody realises it's all this. This last eighteen months have been very interesting, and this whole thing about nationalism, patriotism. Forget the racism bit for a moment, but that whole nationalism, patriotism, and the England team seems wrapped up in that. For real, man, like. The flag, even as I said to you before, when I see that flag, it makes it's a it's level like, of discomfort. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's interesting how, like, you look in the paper and England are one of the top four favourites for the tournament, but only in this country. 
You go Germany, my mate in Switzerland, he thinks it's hilarious. He reckons England are about seventh or eighth best. Oh, see. Yeah. But here we're like, yeah, we could easily do the jerk. We have never beaten any of these people in anything meaningful apart from in 66 when the ball never crossed the line and they, it was all a bit, it was, if that was in South America, everyone would go, hang on, that was a bit dodgy. But we invented the game. We invented the game. We go to, well, now it's coming home. I think it's really funny that when Germany won the World Cup, they sang it's coming home in full English, fluent English, all of them. <laughs> but again, I just think, you know, I, I would, I'd like to see some good games in there, but it's not, it's not a sport now, is it? It's not a tournament. It's not a, we went to watch the Europa League final and it's the first time I've been out of the house socially. And the game ended, penalties, that Villarreal goalkeeper scored the goal. Back in the net, goal! And then the tellies went off, and the voice just went, OK, can you now please vacate the premises? The game is over. It was like, what? What about the trophy? What about the interviews? What about... Nah. What they want is your money, mate. All they want is your cash. You could write a song about that. I could write a song about that. But, but, I, but I think that um, this, this is a good opportunity for people to question what it is they want from their their team and the rest of it. And other teams, other nations don't seem to have this madness surrounding their football, right? My tune of the week, right, is... Um, can you hear this? Right, this is from, like, 1974. Yabba Dabba Doo, we support the boys in blue and it's easy. Right, and it's just Scotland typically making a tongue-in-cheek song that you can sing when you're pissed. They Scotland have had the best football songs ever. <laughs> that one, I have a dream, where the man's dreaming to take the penalty and he's, he scores the goal and he's kicking his misses. So There's that one. There's a, <laughs> I, I left my lager in my lager. That's brilliant, mate. <laughs> Ali's Tartan Army. It's all fun. It's all I'll fun. I'll be honest, yeah, because there's England, Scotland, isn't it? And yeah. like, I don't know, man. Obviously, I'm, I'm English, yeah, but like, that's going to be, I just feel like that's so much fun that they get to meet each other in a proper tournament. But again, England will look at them like they're just their weak little cousins from up the road. Well, that'll be their, their downfall if they do, man. One of the funniest things, if you've got time, go on YouTube and Google, um, sorry, but type in um, Alf Ramsey, Willie Ormond, 1974. Right, England didn't qualify for the World Cup in 1974, and they won it in 66. In 1970, they thought it was the best team in the world. 74 didn't make it, but Scotland did. And uh, Alf Ramsey, they sent him out there to just interview other foreign managers, and it's just classic, arrogant English kind of aristocracy at its worst. <laughs> so, William, your team, not very strong, but, uh, you know, you may have a chance if you get the run of the ball. You see this Scottish bloke, look at me, is that right? Where's your team then? <laughs> hilarious one. Just hilarious. And all it needs is one game to win. They're going to win it. Everything's all right with the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're going to win. It's coming home. Oh, my days. But again, even that thing, it's coming home. That's a tongue-in-cheek song. And it was about the, the game actually being played in England. It's coming home to its natural. It's not about England going to win the trophy and bring it home. No. But I think, though, you said other countries don't have this. I think other countries must have an element of this because when, when they fight in that, when different people fight, like they're into football and they go and fight, they have crews in different places, don't they? Do you mean firms and that in different places? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there must be some element of it, but I think it's almost seen as, I oh, don't say anything about it, it's nice, it's passion and everything, until 
them saying man boo and then yeah but they do different don't they even like serbians and all that they're going to other countries and smash up and no. beat up and destroy they they've got thugs and football hooligans look at the russians when they played england in the world cup they trained for it they trained went with um gum shields and gloves and beat seven bells out of the england supporters who then complained that they'd been treated exactly how they'd been treated everyone else for the previous 30 years talking of which i think we need to get onto some because you just said then complained that they've been treated how they've been treated everyone cool. else for however many years um I don't know, man. I'm just going to put it out there as to something we'll talk about next time, maybe. But there's a comedian that we both know. Um, good lad in that. Uh, good lad. Good geezer. I, I read an article. Um, let me see if I can bring that article and the title of the article up just to tell you a little bit about what's going on. So um, His name is Nick Dixon, and it's in the Telegraph, and it's in the Express, and it's probably on the Daily Mail as well. So it says, comedian claims he was snubbed for a gig because he is white, straight, and able-bodied male. Easy for you to say. Um, Yeah, and like basically saying, I don't know, man. I don't know whether that's the media put it out there like that. The brother didn't seem like... No, that's how it is. That's how it is. But the thing is, right, you're not going to get a gig because you're black. There's nothing you can do about it. He's not going to get a gig because he's white and straight. Well, there's something you can do about it, mate. Take the cock. Just get your... (laughs) Get the bit between your teeth and stop the straight stuff. And then, what are you going to blame then? Get on, get on board. It's it's Pride Month. Do you know what I mean as well? Embrace it. Embrace it, Nick. For true, mate. For true. I don't know, man. I just, it just made me feel. The way it made me feel when I read that, like, obviously, knowing the brother probably different if I didn't know. I don't know him, know him, but different if I did, hadn't yeah. gigged with him before and that. But, like, I just felt like how that's being sold to me in the paper doesn't seem like how the brother was to me right but one in the same like i don't know how how long it's only in the last year and a half really that some of these issues have been raised and that some people have been trying to make a difference by increasing the diversity whether it be on a panel show a comedy gig um do you mean i don't know swimming pool equestrian club whatever you can't argue these people look what's the percentage of the uk that is black what do you reckon i I don't know i guess come on what percentage of the UK population is black? 20%. See? And you're an intelligent man, right? Educated to the max. Your IQ is higher than most villages in the north of England combined. 3%, right? 3% of the UK is black, right? Now, even a black man thinks, it, well, it's more of us than I thought it was. No, it's 3%, right? So, there's what? Six black men in the England team? You're overrepresented. Let's get them out because they're keeping white players out of the team. Yeah, but the thing for me, when I say diversity, the thing that the thing is, there's some people who misinterpret. I'm just going to say it how it is. The right person for the right thing, despite of skin colour, is what it's about. The right person. If you're the best football player and the best striker and you happen to have green skin, put him up front, bruv. Do you know well, what I'm I'd saying? I'm a bit worried, actually. I think guy's got Ebola or something. He's been bit <laughs> by a monkey. What's going on? No, look, there's an example. There's six black players in the England team. There should only be three if we're going to stick to quotas and proportional representation. So how does that work? But where has there been proportional representation? But that's the thing, isn't it? You'll where go, has there he, been proportional representation? He said he can't get a job because there's he's not black, uh, gay, or female, or got disability, right? But you go, hang on. If you actually look then, well, in the England team, how many disabled players are there? Or players with disabilities? How many gay players are there? Where do you draw the line? You can't just go, this is wrong when it affects me. You've got to go, this is wrong. If we want a fairer, more equal society, you know what? Some of us are going to have to shut up and, and suck it up 
but this is my point if like for me personally if the gig you didn't get on then for example yeah it was a good gig and people enjoyed it then just try and get on the next one in it because you really want to gig there and done Don't didn't go andrew right. lawrence say the same thing a couple of years back I'm not sure I know on Andrew Lawrence. Yeah, he said the same thing about it. He couldn't get on TV because these white male middle class and all the other white male middle class failure near-do-wells sort of went, oh, we're having such a hard time being oppressed. The black people are, are buying up all the hummus in quinoa, pushing the prices through the roof. I can't even get an avocado now because Africans have discovered them. Get a grip, mate. We want a fairer society. Sometimes you're going to have to break things from the way they are I remember going out with a girl once, and she was a nurse, and she'd gone for a job. And on the box, it said, tick what your ethnic minority was. And she had ticked black, uh, Afro-Caribbean, black British. It was before black British, I think it was like Afro-Caribbean. When she got to the interview, they looked at it and said, I'm really sorry, we can't go forward with this interview, because we're trying to uh, have a diverse um, application system, right? So she came out and went, well, they're all racist, aren't they? And I remember saying to her, no, they're not. They just couldn't get, you can get five white people who can run a mile in four minutes. You get five black people who can run a mile in four minutes. But what's happening is if you only need a team of five, we're giving all five white people in the team. So just trying to make it more diverse just means that sometimes someone's going to miss out. Well, tough titties. Go and find somewhere else. Yeah. Like, see, because nobody says this kind of I thing. Think, I don't know, man. I think, yes. But also, I suppose there's a big thing that's been, for me, somewhat ignored in that, like, I don't know, man. I've got, I've lived in England for a time, bruv, and there's not really been, I haven't really seen many people that look like me on television up until recent times more. Andy right? Peters? There we go, right? Garth but you Crooks? Know, you never but, mention him. Black people never mention Andy Peters and Garth Crooks. It's shocking. I mean, yes. Willa Benjamin? Yes. Tessa Sanderson. We've got all these people there. Rusty Lee, where Rusty Rusty Lee, I'm there. But I mean, like... I hadn't really seen. To me, it's refreshing to be able to turn on a TV and see see people who look like me or people who don't just all look the same. Because when I go outside, I don't see people who all look the same. Now, maybe as you say, if it's three percent in many parts of the country, people do all look the same. I don't know, man. But like, I don't know. I ain't think I ain't got the answers, man. I ain't got the answers. Well, I think like, look, I watch Match of the Day. I love the fact that well, I think one week there was two women and a black guy, and I'm like, I didn't see. To uh, right, right, tick the box, tick. I just for three people who were interesting, entertaining. I would have Jermaine Jenis over Alan Shearer any day, any day. Not because he's black, but actually because he's got something to say, and he's not part of this old guard establishment. Indeed, but I think all of them fruits can work to can work together. It just means that you're not hogging out the work. You get what I'm saying? They've hogged, they've hogged out the work, man. They, they have hogged, out, hogged the out the work. I've seen that, but what I'm saying is now it feels like I don't know, man. I'll just say how it is. It feels like. People are having ache because there's like a few people getting a chance that yeah. wouldn't have got a chance before it was raised yeah. that people weren't getting a chance. And then people are going, oh, but what about my chance? If I had 100% of chances before, then I should still have 100% of chances now. Well, as you say, same thing you're saying, just in a different way. Yeah. Nothing gusser, man. Things changing. But see, life is a wall. I've told my kids this. It's a wall. you got to press against that wall. Sometimes the wall will give. Sometimes it won't. Where it ain't giving, don't waste your breath there. Find where it gives and push there. That's, it's that simple. You know, when I, when I started doing comedy, I remember people saying to me, but you can't make a living as a comedian. So I went from open spot, up, 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 ended up traveling the world, bought my house, done very, very well. I still meet people who say to me, yeah, but you can't be that good, you ain't been on telly. I'm like, no, no, I realized that telly wall, that weren't going nowhere for me. So I didn't waste my time pressing that one. I went, for, and the guy that used to manage me would go, 
going to get you on this, we're going to get you on that. And I'd say, don't bother that. Get me on the cruises, get me on the corporates, get me with the military, right? Get me to do my health stuff. Mm-hmm. Then I found my gap and I went for my gap. There's a great Scottish saying, if it's for you, it will not go by you. So the Caribbean saying, what's made for you won't pass you by. So there you go. Same two, same two things. It's about energy, isn't it? And about spending yeah. your energy on the thing that you think you can make a, make a difference on. It. When I had my day job, I was a trade union chairman and I wanted to be an area representative, right? So I went and did my trade union qualification. I already had two degrees, but I went and did another one uh, to become a, uh, it's called a Certificate in Higher Education, Labour and Trade Union Studies. I was therefore qualified to be a union regional convener. And then the guy that was the regional convener, he was going and they said to me, look, we'll apply. They had like um, about six or seven applicants. But one of the guys further up the chain said, look, we're going to be honest with you. You're qualified. You're great. You're, you've got all the qualifications. Tick, tick, tickety, tick. However, we're trying to promote diversity here. So we're probably going to go with a female or someone from an ethnic minority. You know, my thing was, okay, yeah, I want to see a fairer society. So from that, I didn't do that. And instead, I went into writing. Then went into writing comedy. Do you understand? So I'm... My son is now in the same position I was in 25 years ago. He may well come up against the same thing. His attitude is the same. Well, that wall, it ain't moving. I'll go to the bit. Now, what, this is what I, where I was going with this, is that sometimes, for example, if you were to then say, right, that wall isn't moving, but you were to spend the next 20, 25, 40 years pushing yeah. against that wall, then yeah. you could end up being annoyed about the fact that the wall's not, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or how much progress you have or haven't made or what yeah. experiences you've had. You could end up being like, but that wall, pushing against that wall would have been a distraction to success. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, I feel as such that sometimes when we see so much talk in the media about, for example, um, people booing the, the people taking a knee or yep. people taking a knee and that to me that feels like a distraction to actually making a change so that when someone does get dodgy messages after a game they put that effort into that or they could put that effort into love to show people that everyone's exactly the same rather than printing all this like negativity and fear sells in it do you know what i mean yeah, so yeah, yeah. but look there's... marcus rashford is a classic example right that guy is what is he 22 23 um he's raised in a single pair of family Went without food, went without shoes. That guy is a, is, is a one in a million human being, right? You know, he's only doing publicity. The guy's raised money for stuff. He's got school meals sorted. He's a, a role model for my white children. And he's black. That's He's a role model for my, my children, as has been other people from, of other colours, right? But you can't just go, well, yeah, but he's because he's black. No, it's not. He's, the guy's a fantastic footballer and a special, special human being. So instead of doing that, instead of going, well, well, yeah, let's another Again, one. Listen, and we'll leave it's it on this. Kids. Because he has such a strong mind, in my opinion, he is able to see those things, but see them as distractions and still keep doing what he's doing yes. and pushing against the walls that he can move. And if he's got the energy to, he'll try to spend a little bit of time on those walls. But really, he's probably... I rate him, man. I'm just Big saying that when you Big see something in the media, like the whole booing thing, for me, if the media was to then press on with the fact that, right, let's try and canvas these... Um, I don't know. I'm not saying about like censoring social media, but if people say dodgy things on social media, then let's make sure they get done the same way as if you say it's public. Let them stop hiding behind anonymity. When I went to watch that football match I told you about, where they switched off the television at the end of the game, right? So Man United was playing, and the table next to us, there was five young black boys at this table. 
And one of them started bemoaning Rashford, 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 Rashford. And his mate was joining in. The other three was quiet. And I turned to him and said, excuse me, my friend. We're supporters. We're meant to get behind our team. And let me tell you, that boy, Marcus Rashford, he is special. You won't realise it now until you're about 40 or 50 when that boy is prime minister or the head of the United Nations. We're watching the development of a Mandela here. We're watching the development of a special standout human being. And every time you're dissing him and booing him, some of these other people will go, well, it's all right for us to do it because the black man's did it. Support your own. And it's you know what, man? You know what I mean? Well, you know, my son's mate's going, you know, be a bit careful there. I'm like, why have I got to be a bit careful? Why? Somebody needs to... I'm not saying to him, look, I'm a white bloke. I've got my... Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going, look, understand where you fit into this. If you're pulling him down, he will still excel. For real, man. And do you know what? I think that's a good place for us to finish. We are the world. We're brutally honest. Anyway, man... When I speak to you next, England will have won a few games and you'll be you'll have a tattoo and everything. You'll have a, a England wig. England wig. I'll have England. G E R. Do you know what I mean? I N G L U N D. Well man, um yeah, people like, share, subscribe, and please tell your friends, catch us on all of the decent um, podcast networks, Google Podcasts, Spotify. And if people don't like anything you've heard, you know what, get over it or just challenge it. Put it in the comments box. Exactly, stop exactly. It. And stop putting things in the ears. <laughs> yeah, you've been told now. Go right? to your room. <laughs> Big up. Right, brutally <laughs> honest. Catch you later. Peace. <laughs>